Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Well, it rained in Rome, a three-hour delay, and the reigning champ had his match interrupted, but plenty of play sprinkled in with the wild wind and crazy weather. Welcome to TC Live, where we'll get you up to date on everything in the tennis world. It is dry in here. Plenty of highlights and interviews. You don't want to miss what Naomi Osaka has to say about the Tokyo Olympics and which Grand Slam champion could be guarding a different kind of net. With that, we bring you into our brand new studios here in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman, Hall of Famer Jim Courier, Grand Slam champion Chanda Rubin. A three-hour delay. Uh, you've won in Rome a couple times. Something that you're accustomed to, the weather in Rome. Mm-hmm. Good news, some of the best player dining in tennis there. So you, <laughs> can, right. you can eat well, be comfortable there, but it's very common in Rome in the spring to go through days like today where the players are on court, they're off court. Good news is they were able to finish off three of these matches, and that's uh, that's great news for those players who are lucky enough to get that, but there will be some players are going to have to probably double up. Definitely the good news is the fresh pasta when you are having to wait for <laughs> yes. rain delays. You're okay. You're good about it. Some truffles, some pasta. I don't know about truffles. That's no a truffles. High, that's a little highfalutin for tennis players. <laughs> It's good for mushrooms. They're good for you, right? Okay. (laughs) Let's start with the world number one, Novak Djokovic, five-time champion, beginning his title defense today against American Taylor Fritz. It's a rematch from the Australian Open where the top-ranked American man pushed Djokovic to five sets, had all the momentum before they had to take that 10-minute break to clear the stadium for COVID curfew. And Djokovic would be victorious. So Fritz, Jim, getting another shot on the clay of Rome Djokovic is 3-2 and two so far in the red dirt this season. Yeah, not the, the quickest start on the clay for Novak, but he came out of the blocks very quickly in both sets here, able to break Taylor Fritz here in Taylor's first service game in the match. And Novak deployed a lot of this strategy, the drop shot strategy, to stay away from trying to just match power for power against Taylor, who's got clean ball striking ability. But Novak... Spread the court beautifully, used the forecourt to put Taylor in some awkward spots too. Then he'd get up an early break, and he's looking pretty good, right? But these guys are playing in increasingly heavy rain as this match wears on. So there's stress on Djokovic to finish right here at 5-4. He's serving for the match, opens with an unforced error. Taylor Fritz would get to double break point and hit one of the best shots of the match. Look at this pass, and then listen to Novak's fury. I'm going to check the court. I asked you three times. You're not checking anything. You you didn't ask to check the court. You you say it was when you're saving, but I I I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Now it's getting harder. I'm gonna check the court. Getting harder. Yeah, right. Getting harder. So frustration from Novak Djokovic obviously wanted to end the match just like you said, Jim. Instead, has to go off the court. 
Yeah, they, they would wait for quite some time. They'd get into a tie break, and it was nip and tuck in this one. A lot of mini breaks, and Novak wins it, and that's not a reaction you normally see from him, but that was a reaction of waiting for three hours to finish. And the title defense begins with a victory. We played almost two, two full sets uh, non-stop under the rain, so it was, at one point it was quite dangerous for movement and you know, I kind of lost my cool towards the end of that second set when I served for the match. And, but at the end of the day, you know, when you overcome uh, this kind of circumstances, kind of challenges, I think it, it, it just I think it brings even more confidence in you. And um, I'm, I know that it's necessary for me to step out on the tennis court tomorrow and work on things because I can play better. And I, I'm going to make sure I, I do. It's a great perspective there from Novak Djokovic after admitting, yes, I was very irritated, could not control my emotions, but yet overcoming that can help me. Yeah, and I think that's what every tennis player deals with on court. There's always stress. No matter you are a multi-Grand Slam champion or not, you are dealing with that. And especially in this match, I think, where he had respect for Taylor Fritz, where he knew if he let up a little bit, this could get really tricky. They had that tough five-set match we just saw. Uh, and so Djokovic did not want to take a chance of this match going sideways. It almost did with those heavier conditions, but he was able to pull it out in the end. 56 win in Rome, where he's looking to win his sixth title. Where do you put him in this event? Is, is he your favorite, or is that other guy? Well, I, like, I think the other guy probably on this surface, it's hard to ever not pick Rafa Nadal. But Novak is, is one of the few players, in my view, that he's probably the only player, if he's at his absolute apex of tennis and plays Nadal on this surface at their apex, I think he's got a real shot. I don't think Rafa loses to anyone else if he plays his best. But Novak's patterns work. Uh, there's a lot to, to happen for them to play in this tournament. But they're all obviously pointing towards a great run here. And then they get the two-week break, yeah. which is different before Roland Garros. And Djokovic will have a little bit more time before his next match. It's either Cam Nori or Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Yep. Much more action today from Rome. How about Diego Schwartzman? Made his first Masters final last year in Rome. Beat Rafa on the way but has lost in the first round in both Monte Carlo and Madrid this year. He was dominated by Felix Ozealiassi. Such a wonderful fall clay court season last year. Maybe it's the pressure of trying to defend it uh, that is bothering him, but but we were wondering if Felix Ozealiassi was feeling the pressure of adding Tony Nadal to his coaching staff, and that, maybe that's why his clay court results hadn't been too great leading into this one. But whatever the case, it was one-way traffic for the Canadian. He bullied and dominated uh, Diego Schwartzman. This is a surprise. Uh, a meek double fault from Diego and a confident uh, fist pump from Felix. Good to see him off and running. We're expecting a lot from him, even more so now with Tony in his corner. For the ladies, Garbina Muguruza Chanda said she woke up, it was sunny, she had an opponent. Turned out, I had another opponent, and it was raining all match. She was supposed to play Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, who withdrew. Patricia Maria Teague, the lucky loser, and it's all Muguruza either way. Yeah, I mean, Pavlyuchenkova, you imagine, would have been a tougher match for Muguruza, but it's never easy to switch mindsets, like have a different opponent than you expected, but Muguruza off to a quick start. No real trouble during this match, was aggressive, hitting through the heavier conditions that Jim spoke about. She was mixing it up when she needed to and never lost her focus against an opponent who could be tricky, who can cause some trouble on this surface, but Muguruza was never in doubt. Heavy ground strokes from the ground, and they're able to close it out on serve. An excellent performance from her. Three-time Rome semifinalist Muguruza gets Bernarda Perra next. Fantastic season so far for the Spaniard. 
And then we've got the battle of the BFFs. Madison Keys looking for her second win in six meetings against Sloane Stevens. Yeah, and Stevens looked like it was going to go her way again. Got off to a, a quick start after getting down 1-3. Actually turned things around there. And Keys, though, in that second set, just settled down, started making more balls, used her power, her depth, and got confidence after taking that second set. But in the third, Sloan was able to kind of turn around. She got the early break, would get up, and it looked like she was going to find her game again. But Keys, she's got such firepower. Her serve started firing. And from the ground, she had more patience in the key points of this match. And at the end, after holding serve, was able to close it out on the Stevens serve at love and see her making the adjustment there. This was a fantastic win for her, a confidence-boosting win for Madison Keys. Third win of the year. She needed it, fought through Sloan Stevens, and then fought through some crazy conditions on the DraftKings desk with Prakash. Maddie Keys trying to make sure she doesn't get hit in this wind. It's a, it's a bit of a situation here. It must have been even tougher playing out there in this thing. Yeah, it wasn't easy. <laughs> as as everyone who watched probably noticed um, and also saw. But um, it's, you know, also never easy playing one of my best friends on tour. And is lots of high drama the whole, whole time. But, you know, happy to get the win and happy to be playing again tomorrow. <laughs> high drama on the DraftKings desk. I was just waiting for, you know, the umbrella to hit her in the head. I was worried about Maddie there. That was, <laughs> that was difficult. Snaps a, uh, a four-match losing streak, Jim. Uh, what do you take away from this match for both Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens heading into Roland Garros? Well, let's start with Sloane. I mean, I, you know, it, at least she was very competitive in this match. Remember, she lost in the qualies here. She was a lucky loser getting in, so she was coming through as a number one seed in qualies, didn't make it, but she came out there and at times played some excellent tennis. And the question with her always seems to be in engagement. She looked pretty engaged, which is a good sign for her. We know how good she is when she's in the mood. And for Madison, her fitness looks good. Uh, if she has good margin for error in her shots, she's as tough as anyone on the tour because we know she has the finishing power. The question always with Madison is, can she manage the mistakes? That was a good test today because it's not easy to hit through Sloane Stevens, one of the best defensive players on tour. So uh, I thought that was real positive for her. She gets Svantec. Next, that's a, a really nice way to gauge where you are again. You, you're going from Grand Slam champ to Grand Slam champ. Yeah, I think it's also positive when you're able to get a win against an opponent that you've struggled with, that you have a losing record against. And even though they are the best of friends, it's still tough sometimes when you know your game maybe doesn't match up as well. So that's a real confidence-boosting win for, for Madison Keys. And on this surface, you've just got to get the matches in. You've got to get the reps, get the movement down. She looked like she got more comfortable as that match went on. So that should bode well for her. She's got the weapons. Mm. Can she put it all together, uh, continue to use these matches here? That's going to be the question, but it's a good start. A great start. Uh, they both sent each other, Maddie and Sloan, heart emojis on, on Twitter after. So the best friends, still lots of love between them. I wouldn't be if I was Sloan. <laughs> she wouldn't get a heart emoji from me after that. Oh. Wow. So, Just kidding. Some, some coal in, in the stocking from Chanda Rubin. A chock full of great matches tomorrow. How about Coco Golf, Maria Sakri, who's never dropped a set to the teenage American. Team Fucevic, Pagula Osaka. I don't know, Jim, we got that Sinner Nadal one down there, too, huh? I mean, this is this is so – we haven't even mentioned Serena or Tsitsipas. This thing is thick as these. <laughs> by the way, not on the board. A match scheduled for today that will take place tomorrow. Uh, Medvedev and Karatsev. 
So Medvedev, you know, the third ranked or third seeded player in the draw here, but he'll be the underdog against uh, the the upstart. The Karaka. secret weapon, as he called him. That's right. <laughs> how about how about Serena against Podoroska? So ends up taking on last year's semifinalist yeah. at Roland Garros. Yeah, this is right out of the gate. Serena's got to be ready to play. It's going to be a match she's got to play completely, a, a really good challenge for her, but a winnable match. So we'll see how she comes out. She's been practicing, looking good on the practice court, sliding, yes. working on that aspect of her game. So we'll see she how had she... She Zena in the mix in her yeah. training block in About Florida. About six weeks, yeah. yeah. Kept recalling it, kept Zena calling her back. Zena it was Zena working. Zena good stuff. <laughs> when Serena yeah. calls, you answer. Yeah, why not? <laughs> A lot more American highlights still to come here on TC Live. Plus, with uncertainty surrounding the Tokyo Olympics, why Japanese tennis star Naomi Osaka is conflicted on whether the game should even be played. You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda, Jim, Steve, back on TC Live. We are less than three weeks away. Tennis Channel's 15th year of covering Roland Garros. More than 330 hours live all 15 days. We got the men's and women's semifinals live and a night session this year. The first 10 days of the event on Stade Philippe Chatrier. Cannot wait. May 30th to June 13th right here on Tennis Channel and TC+. We're about two months away from the scheduled start of the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, and the headlines make you wonder if they'll happen. Reaction from two tennis superstars, Naomi Osaka conflicted over holding the Olympics amid a pandemic, and Kena Shikori raising questions about holding the Games. All this is a backdrop to protests by many Japanese citizens who don't want the Olympics in their country. The Games have already been postponed one year because of the COVID-19 pandemic, and Osaka was asked about the situation in Rome. I've gotten vaccinated, um, so I think that at the end of the day, you can't force anyone to be vaccinated. But I think if you're going into the, the Olympics and, you know, whatever makes the host country happy. Of course, I would say I want the Olympics to happen because I'm an athlete and that's sort of what I've been waiting for my entire life. But I think that there's so much important stuff going on and especially the past year if it's putting people at risk and if it's making people very uncomfortable then it definitely should be a discussion which i think it is at the end of the day i'm just an athlete um and there's a whole pandemic going on so Osaka says it should be a discussion, so we shall continue to have that discussion here. I'm with a couple of Olympians myself, Jim and Chanda, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Chanda. How would you feel about going to Tokyo knowing that only 2% of that population is vaccinated? And right now, there's no policy for athletes to be vaccinated. Yeah, I think there's definitely some concerns, and rightfully so. There's still so many unknowns with regard to COVID and vaccinations and people who choose not to get vaccinated. And how do you interact with those who do? And, and how do you be kind of remain responsible, responsible citizen of the world, as these athletes are? You're bringing in athletes from 
all over the world, from different countries, from you know, different mindsets, really. And I think that's kind of the question. Is the host country comfortable? Are their citizens going to be safe and comfortable? And how do you create an environment that is as safe as possible? That's going to be a huge challenge in Tokyo. As an athlete, I would say, I'm still going to play. I mean, that's what you wait for. That's what you hope to be able to do uh, during the course of your career. It is a special thing to play for your country, to play on a team with teammates alongside and with other great athletes from other sports. With that being said, safety first, and there definitely needs to be some additional discussions. This is a macro discussion compared to a smaller version of what happened in Australia with the Australian Open, where 1,500 athletes and team members and some broadcasters all came in from outside the country, and there was a big discussion in Australia about whether they should let the tennis world in for the Australian Open or postpone it. This is writ large. There are 15,000 people that come in for an Olympic Games between the athletes and, and the team members around them. During the Australian Open, Craig Tiley told us that he'd been having discussions with the Olympic group from Japan who were trying to learn lessons in real time from what was going in Australia. And I can tell you, it was a wrestling match between the local government in Australia and Tennis Australia to make it happen. And they, they worked as well as they could together, but logistically, this is such a huge challenge and I'm vaccinated, I would have no problem from a safety standpoint going in there. But if you're not vaccinated, I'm not sure the Japanese authorities are necessarily going to want you to come in and bring risk. That's what Australia was fighting against with, with the people not wanting that risk coming into their country. So it's a big, big discussion. It's not simple. Um, and we just hope that, that safety first and then if it can happen, great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the athletes, like you said, they want to go there. But Osaka, Nishikori, very empathetic yeah. to the citizens of Japan who may not want and all the, of those. That's the right mode for them to be in, too. Absolutely. Naomi Osaka taking on Jessica Pagula in Rome tomorrow. You can see that right here on Tennis Channel. Well, the big man coming into Rome, not a lot of confidence. But how about Riley Opelka? You don't want to miss his return game when TC Lab comes back. Courier, Ruben Weissman back on TC Live. How about this matchup? A couple players, both ranked in the top eight. The Porsche race to Shenzhen. Elisa Mertens had never lost 4-0 against Veronica Kudermatova, but Veronica Kudermatova is balling this year, Chandler. Yeah, she is. Elise Mertens, newly minted doubles number one, would take that first set with some excellent backhands. But that one, Kudermatova started catching up, too. Started reading the shots from Mertens did not get overpowered and started stepping in and controlling the middle of the court there. An excellent backhand to get up in the third set and consolidate the break of serve. And in the end, Kudermatova, who's won a lot of matches, has a lot of confidence, played beautifully in all areas of the court. Excellent win for her. Sneaky dark horse for Roland Garros. Kudermatova 12-2 on clay this year. Uh, we had a rematch from Monte Carlo. Roberto Bautista Agut won 6-3, 6-4 over Tommy Paul. Different city, same result, Jim. Same result, and, uh, you know, this one a little bit easier to control the ball, but uh, this was in control from the jump for Bautista Agut who really dominated the second serve point, served much better um, on a first serve percentage basis as well than, than Tommy Paul. And look, Tommy is a good clay court player. Uh, Roberto Batista good, is just good, period, all over the place, and he was rock solid today. So he was able to manage this one, straight sets. So he'll be moving on into the next round. And this was before the rains came as well. This is the sunny portion of the day. <laughs> this is when Garbini Muguruza woke up, and she's like, ah, oh, it's sunny. Uh, 
playing Pavly Yatenkova. Everything changed. Everything has changed here for Riley Opelka. Had lost six matches in a row entering Rome. But today against Lorenzo Musetti, a teenager, no thank you. This is a good matchup for Riley Opelka, and the reason is that Musetti's serve is largely a kick serve, both first and second. And kick serves are not going to bother someone as big as Riley Opelkin. If he has a chance to get rips on returns, he's good. And he was very good returning today. Able to manage, though, just like that. Sets up triple break point, which will feel like triple match point. And was able to hold out. So a comfortable 4-4 four and four over the very talented and eye-catching Musetti. Good stuff. 23 aces, won more return points than Musetti. He broke twice in this match. Hasn't dropped a set in Rome, and that's wins over Gasquet. And now a guy that we've been talking a lot about, Musetti, with Riley Opelka and that serve every single match. Doesn't matter. He's got a chance. He does. And I think where he can set himself apart is not just to serve. He can return. He can move and play from the ground. And that's critical. Maybe he doesn't have to get to as many tie breaks as maybe a John Isner has gotten to over the course of his career. And for Opelka, if he can do that, if he can continue to gain confidence, winning bigger matches, along with beating the players kind of alongside him and just below him, that's where he can continue to build his game. And, and he's certainly a guy who is going to have a very good career. He's got some time now because it's Medvedev or Karatsev next for Opelka. And how about the fact that just any given week, you can flip the script like that. Yeah, well, when you have the, the kind of firepower that he is on the serve, no one wants to play Riley Opelka because they don't get to play when they play Riley Opelka. It's all on his terms. He's had some trouble with his body, the knee. It's not always been smooth for him this season. But if he's healthy, he's dangerous. And, uh, again, doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. He can just take the racket right out of your hand. But if you're Gasquet and you're Massetti, you're offering up more opportunities for him to thrash the return. That's where the success came. The one American man to win today. Congratulations to Riley Opelka. Let's see what's going on on social media right now. And a belated happy Mother's Day to Taylor Townsend, who posted this, Chanda, said, first Mother's Day, but forever in love. Yeah, she had her son March 14th. And what a monumental event for any person. Uh, but for Taylor Townsend, who's spoken so much about it, to have her first Mother's Day, showing how much it meant to her and it's just beautiful. Love that picture. I wonder if he's going to be a lefty. Maybe so. That'd be nice. Yeah. Aiden Aubrey. Very That's nice. Pretty name, name too. Mm -hmm. Serving volleyer, perhaps. So <laughs> coming forward to attack. There we go. <laughs> uh, how about this? Garbinia Mugarutha. Uh, Jim, do you ever do any soccer-style training for your tennis game? Uh, soccer-style <laughs> kicker? No. I did, did not do a lot of this. Um, I was a goalie, however, when I was eight and nine years old, and I was a pretty good one because I played on a team that never got scored on because we never lost the ball. We had great offensive players. So that's the key to success for tennis players as a goalie is be on a team with good offense. Yep. It's like picking a good partner in tennis, right? Mm -hmm. That's the first order of business. Aren't you supposed to dive for that stuff, though? But she's not even really trying, is she? Uh, not she quite hope happen. solo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think Ted Lasso needs to give her, you know, a little pep there talk. And then she... Now you're talking. <laughs> be a goldfish. Be a goldfish. <laughs> Wednesday schedule, the early rounds of Rome, 4 a.m. Eastern. We've got our Bally regional sports coverage at 8 a.m. And TC Live to follow. Encore coverage all day right here on Tennis Channel. We'll be right back. Back with our hot shot of the day and... You know, if Gael Malfis is playing, he's in contention for the hot shot, taking on Lorenzo Sanego. Uh, Malfis has not won a match all year, hasn't won a match since 
the restart. But Jim, he, he knows how to fly through the air. He knows how to finish. That was <laughs> the point, by the way. I'm not sure why you're assuming it wasn't Sonego who's going to have a hot shot. But anyway, you were right, as it turns out. But yes, looking for a little inspiration from the crowd, which consists basically of his fiance, and that's about it, right? Elena Svitolina, Jim's life, engaged, fiance. Yep, while well, she was engaged there trying to pump him up, he'd lose that match. Sonego uh, coming back with cramps and still finding a way to win. But this is what we'll be focused on tomorrow. It's just a murderer's row of awesomeness and attractiveness. Chanda? You want to know Which what I'm going to be for? watching? I mean, yeah. of course we want to see Serena. How's she going to come out yep. first match on the red clay out of the gate? And then Sinner Nadal is always popcorn. I mean, so far in his short career, Sinner's short career. Yep. Played at Roland Garros last year. Took him to that first set tie break. Has practiced with him a whole bunch Ton. this year. Yeah, they were practice partners in Australia for two weeks. So he's going to be comfortable at least with, with what's coming at him. It may not be a comfortable result for him, but... Why not? He's a local hero. Give it a go. It's just too bad there won't be fans yet. They're coming on Thursday, though, right, yes, Steve? Yes, for the quarterfinals. Yes. And on. There will and be no fans. heart emojis after. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Sloan gave her three heart emojis. Three? Well, she's nice. She's very nice. Nothing but love with your bestie, Chanda. <laughs> Come on. That's Thanks what for... we have. Yes, it's all love. Thanks for watching TC Live. <laughs> we love the fans. <laughs>